एक मिनट रुक जाओ रेडी होने दो चलो ये कर लेते हैं अक्षय हाय दिस इज सौरभ एंड यू आर लिसनिंग टू द फाउंडर थीसिस पॉडकास्ट वी मीट सम ऑफ द मोस्ट सेलिब्रेटेड सार्ट ऑफ फाउंडर्स इन द कंट्री एंड वी वॉन्ट टू लर्न हाउ टू बिल्ड अूनिकॉर्न Hi, I'm Rahul Pagadi Patty. I'm the co-CEO of Zepay, which is uh one of India's biggest Bitcoin exchange. Uh we uh help Indians all over the world, not just in India, help help them buy Bitcoin. Crypto, Ethereum, NFT, blockchain. Do all these words sound like Greek to you? Well, they sounded the same to us also till we heard this fascinating conversation in which Akshay Tat sits down with Rahul Pagidipati who is the crypto investor and also the co-CEO of Zepay which is among the top 3 crypto exchanges in India. Rahul brings to the conversation a unique mix of perspectives. He's a second generation Indian American who started up a venture in India. He's a very early believer and investor in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and being a part of that ecosystem in the US he's at the forefront of cutting edge financial innovations that would disrupt how humans transact and invest for decades to come Here's Rahul talking about how he discovered India and his journey So uh, Rahul you, like what's the connection to India I mean you don't sound like you've grown up in india uh, like you know yeah, did sure. your parents migrate to the us or yeah sure so i actually i live in i live in durham north carolina so um and i'm here uh, uh my wife she's a she's a cardiology professor at duke university and um you're right like i i actually grew, grew up uh, born and raised in the us uh my parents immigrated to america you know uh, uh you know even before i was born and um really kind of fell in love with india uh being indian american you know since as a kid but then uh, i moved moved back to uh 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 to india when i was 21 and kind of fell in love fell in love with entrepreneurship um uh realized there's so much potential there and uh moved there to start up a company and uh i lived there uh, uh in my early 20s up until I was about 25 or so and um built up a company which is still still around today that, that company called anai and healthcare services uh employs 400 people and um uh because of that early formation of kind of a, you know of living in india um uh in my 20s had had always loved it and um uh had been you know fascinated with the culture and growth and and all the all the so what what uh, what made you want to come to india like uh, you did your uh, undergrad in the us and then yeah. it, Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so this was like a gap year thing like you thought you'll see the world yeah. before. So okay. uh yeah it, it went to university for did my undergrad in the US um and hmm. this is during the 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 the, the dot com bubble boom you know in, in the right, late 90s. Right. Pre 2K. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Hmm. And uh uh realize that 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 you know India there's so you know uh, uh, there's so much phenomenal engineering talent coming out of India like you know why don't we just go to the source. And so um uh, uh you know went you know went kind of in sense it went searching for 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 all you know where all where all the stuff you know all all these phenomenal people are coming in and then and then you know fell in love there but like what but i am now based in the us other than those those 3 4 years where i lived there uh spent you know most of my time in america but i i i go back and forth quite a bit uh, obviously covid has changed that some but like i would always go to india a couple times a year and um and looking for a really cool 
you know, entrepreneurial and ventures and investing. And, and I would say I, I consider myself both an, both a entrepreneur and an investor and probably maybe an invest. I'm slightly more of an investor than an entrepreneur. And uh, 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 even though I'm both, they, 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 they're related because what investors are, are looking for is finding great entrepreneurs and what entrepreneurs are looking for is finding great investors to back them. And the cool thing, because I've, I've done both, um, uh, uh, you, have a, you have a good you know, 360 degree angle of, of how things work. So, uh, Raul, I want to know about your entrepreneurial journey from scratch. You know, tell me about uh, how you ended up starting a company in India. Sure. Way back in 1999. Yeah, yeah. So I, this is when I was, you know, in a teenager almost. I was, I was 19, 20, 21 years old. And had always been in love with like, you know, like building businesses. And uh, it, it, I would read books about entrepreneurship. My older brother, he's a couple years older than me. He, he also loved it too. And so uh, uh, we were reading, you know, books about, you know, and magazine articles about all these, all these really cool people doing technology stuff, right? And uh, uh, you know, at this point, this stuff like Michael Dell, Michael Dell, you know, had started Dell computers. He'd started in his in college and I was in college. I'm like, wow, Hey, if, if he could do it, then I could do it too. So after, after this is the very early days of the internet. And it was very clear to me, the internet was going to be a massive, you know, game changer in the world. And so I thought, you know, how can we do this? How can, how can I make a big impact on this? And then, and then where, you know, where can I get the most bang for the buck? And, it was pretty clear to me that, that there's a lot of cool innovation happening in America. And back then, these are things like Yahoo and eBay and, and Amazon.com were out. And um, really kind of uh, 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 saw that India was going to be like the next big, big space for this. So there is a, um, a really, uh, 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 you know, the, the company's now been sold. It's a company called India World. My brother had met the, 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 the founder. His name is Rajesh Jain. We, we almost invested in that company. Uh, it was pretty interesting. If we'd done it, it would have been a phenomenal return. We would have gotten like, like you know, 20 times our money in like six months. Hmm. This, is, this is the dot-com bubble. But and, how did you have money to invest? Like uh, from yeah, your sure. parents? So, so th- th- yeah, this is, this is, this is, this is you know, uh, yeah, it's not, it wasn't a ton of money. It was, it was uh, just, you know, it was me, my brother, my sister, and my parents. And I mean, I would say it, it wasn't zero, but it was like, you know, $100,000, $200,000. These are, these are, this is like which in savings. rupees is quite a bit. Yeah, it's in rupees. It, yeah, exactly. But back then, you know, my, my parents are both physicians. They they'd been running a small business. Um, uh, it, it was you know was it was it vastly successful? No, but was it also tiny? No, it was like a couple employees, and it was making enough money where, where where the first step really is can you can you start a sustainable business? But that's anything that could be like, that could be like a you know a food truck. It could be like a small, you know, uh, it, it could be, you know, even a cab, right? You're making enough money that we're not, you're not basically, you know, on the street. And so, and what you, the really step from going from there to the next step is, is basically just lowering your expenses so that you have, you know, you have savings, right? In the, in the sense, if you live beneath your means, right, uh, uh, you can then get capital to invest back into new ideas. And, and that's what we did. Like, you know, um, uh, it, it sounds crazy, but like, you know, you know, you, you do everything as frugal as possible. Uh, uh, and so we, we, we had some money. We thought, you know, where do we want to invest this? India seemed like a really cool idea. We didn't, the deal didn't work out with, with the, the founder of India World. And I was like, well, you know, if, if we don't do that, why don't we just start our own business? Instead of owning a small fraction, you know, a, a minority interest of India World, we can own 100% of, of, you know, a business we start up. So uh, uh, kind of at, to my parents, listen, you know, uh, we were going to put $200,000 into this business. Let's not do that. 
give me $200,000. I was 21 years old then. And then I'm going to go to <laughs> India and I'm going to start a company, right? And the, 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 the family can own this. And, and that's what I did. So, so just, you know, didn't, didn't use all $200,000 at once, you know, spent like, you know, $5,000 and then $10,000, $20,000, went to India and then hired a team and, and uh, built stuff, right? And kind of learned from mistakes, um, uh, 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 you know, a ton of mistakes, built the company up to, you know, 120 employees. And then, uh, you know, we're making money. Then the dot-com, you know, crash happened. We, we lost money. It went back down to three employees, right? And then, and then... So, uh, like, uh, yeah. this was, so, like, within a year, you hit 120 employees? Like that, within within about 18 months. Was? Yeah, within about 18 months. Wow, wow. Yeah. Uh, what did you start, like, what was the business? Yeah, so it was and, a, a, a bunch of different stuff. We were just throwing, you know, uh, 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 services stuff, building products, you know. Uh, uh, hmm. uh, it, it was, it, this is like, you know, you know, Lots of different things, and so like a mini Infosys. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was. We were trying to like do a mini Indian version, like an Indian Yahoo, right? And some of the things were working, some of the things weren't. And then what wasn't then working? You you were yeah. in services or products also? Uh, both, both, right? Uh, uh, and um, uh, you know, building you know uh, uh, an e-commerce electronic bookstore, right? Things like that. Um, and uh, uh, like I said, like what. During the bus, realizing that, hey, listen, you know, we can't spend more money than we're making, right? Because a lot of the things like this, you should spend more. You should figure out how to borrow or, or you know, just, just lean forward. Uh, that's why we, we had a downside. We had, you know, when we, we dialed it back, we're like, hey, listen, let's just, don't, just only spend money, only spend what we can. And that's why we went down to three, four employees um, uh, uh, focused on services, which, which is money making, right? And then, move, then we kind of moved into healthcare services. And so... Healthcare, the reason why I picked that is both my parents are doctors. We kind of knew the healthcare space decently well. And that's actually what worked. So what ended up happening was uh, in my, um, you know, uh, at this point during the low point, I was like, well, what do I do now? It was a good time to go, go back and finish up college. I also went and got my MBA, my law degree. And, but I was still run, I was still the CEO of this company. And, you know, we had three, 10, 15 employees around that. We would be doing medical billing services or medical billing software or helping people, you know, figure out how to get, how to, how to do like, you know, um, uh, coding online and things like that. So during this time, the, the, what, what the, the, we kind of, this is on the entrepreneurial venture of what became big. The, the really big company was, is called Freedom Health. And my uh, father, my brother, I, and, and my sister, we kind of all worked together and said, hey, listen, you know, insurance is really the best place to be. Uh, uh, and so uh, my dad, he's a risk taker, decided to basically take, you know, all of his net worth, we took all of our individual net worth, we put it all together and we, we started a company called Freedom Health. And this is, this is after, on, this is the thing about having, you know, you talk about a background and a story is that, you know, we, at this point we had multiple failures. So you say Anion was, was, wasn't a failure, but it definitely wasn't a win. It was like a zombie type company at that point. And uh, you have to go through lots of ups and downs, but my dad had like started like, you know, 25 30 companies of them you know and and 90 of them had failed like failed or not done great and this is this is like you know this is the, the 31st company and so, so this was these were all like side hustles or like no uh, he... yeah so uh, I, I would say yes yes and no um the the the, the, the first business that, that was that, that i would say was doing better than you know than losing money was a clinical lab and this is, it, it, my mom, she's a pathologist, she, she ran a clinical lab. And it was a small business. This is a business that maybe did like, you know, uh, like $2 million in revenue and it probably made, you know, uh, uh, let's say $300,000 a year in profit, $400,000 a year in profit, right? So, you know, not, 
not amazing, but not tiny. It, it, it's enough to, 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 to live a pretty good life in America. Comfortable, right? yeah. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. from this, th- that, that, that small lab, which is making a little bit of money, right? Uh, my dad said, you know what? I'm going to take my entire retirement savings and the cash flow from the clinical lab and let's go start a health insurance company, right? And he had all of us kids, you know, kind of put in time. My brother moved back from, from New York from investment banking and we started an insurance company. We just basically took our entire net worth and said, you know what, let's, let's, let's see if we can, we can. and it was about, about a couple million bucks, uh, $2 million, uh, $3 million altogether, uh, but $2 million initially. And we started this company called Freedom Health. And what Anine became, Anine became like one of, you know, in a sense, because we, ha- we knew how to run it. Like a back yep. office for Freedom Health. Yep. Yeah, it became kind of the back office for this company. But Freedom Health is really the one that, that took off. And that, this company became, honestly, massive. It, it, you know, we went from zero to $100 million in revenue in about uh, uh, three years. Right. Wow. And, and without any external funding. Yeah. Through like lots of just stretching and maximizing. And we brought in a couple of smaller shareholders. We eventually cashed them out. Uh, and at this point, we had, we had basically you know, spent uh, uh, literally every single dollar we had at the, the clinical lab, every single dollar. We'd, we, we sold all of our real estate. Like, you know, we had a couple, of, my, my parents had a second home. They sold that uh, and put everything we got into this. At this point, probably about ten million dollars of capital had gone into into the business, to, and and this is what like uh, reselling insurance or like an actual full full. It's a full, it's a full insurance. on insurance company, yeah. Okay. Full on health insurance company, well, managed care company, and so hmm. with with like underwriters and yep. like the whole hmm. whole deal. Wow. Yep. And wow. so okay. uh, it was complicated stuff. Uh, uh, we, we we grew it. You had to, you, you basically had to give amazing benefits. So. Uh, 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 we weren't, we weren't, we weren't profitable. We were losing money, but we were growing and, um, it's called freedom health. We grew up to, at this point, you know, we realized that, Hey, listen, you know, we're, we're out of, am- we're out of ammo. Uh, uh, and we decided we should probably, you know, uh, find someone who can then, who can then become the majority owner, a guy named a really cool entrepreneur named uh, Dr. Kieran Patel had, had kind of been around the block before he had sold his business, uh, for $200 million, uh, several years ago. Uh, he had a non-compete, it expired. He came in and he, and he bought the majority stake of Freedom. So we stayed on as minority partners and he bought the majority stake. And we basically took our money off the table but, but retained equity, a, minor, a big minority equity. To take. And that, at this point, it was roughly 2007, 2008, uh, right before the financial crisis. Very lucky timing by doing it right before, right, right before everything had tanked. And um, he came in and, and he was... Uh, 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 this is, and at this point, I just I just finished my law degree, my MBA at Kellogg, my at Northwestern Law School. So I, was, I went back to grad school, kind of was still running, and I'm still helping out with, uh, you know, high level on Freedom Health. And then um, uh, we sold after we sold this, the, the majority stake of Freedom to Dr. K. He grew it along with our help from 100 million in revenue to almost two billion in revenue. Wow! Right? And okay. and it became the largest hmm. private health insurance company in America. Uh, at this point. And so it, it, over 10 years, it, it took about 10 years from 2008 to 2018. Lots of hard work. Same thing. Every incremental dollar of profit went back into growth. Uh, we raised a little bit of capital. Dr. K put in some money. We raised about another $25 million of, of total capital. But other than our capital and that $25 million of capital that we raised, there's no other money that went in the company. And, and this company, we eventually sold for $2 billion bucks, almost $2 billion, wow. about $1.8 billion. And um, yeah. And so, and then, and then, uh, during this path, what I was doing is I 
uh, really loved entrepreneurship, but also loved investing. And so what happened was that within the family, my uh, parents, you know, who are more physicians, you know, you know, kind of stepped back from day-to-day operations. My brother did move to more op- like as an operator, like we, we would invest in companies and businesses. And uh, along that, uh, uh, that path, I took more of the investment role where I would um, uh, basically like a value investor, uh, you know, try to value businesses. If we had any excess cash that our business would throw off, reinvest back into it. If not, then we, we, we would then re, you know, just kind of sit on cash or reinvest back into our, our, you know, our core operations. And so if we find a great, if we find a great idea, we'd invest. And, and it was a lot of small public companies. Like, you know, these are small companies that are worth less than $50 million. And okay. for three, four, five years, I really just spent. And you would buy a minority share or yeah. like a majority it's share? Significant minority stakes, like, you know, between, between. Okay. And these, mm-hmm. these are public mm-hmm. companies. So called between one, 1% to max, like, you know, 10, 15%, but 1 million to like, you know, $10 million of, of, of capital would go in. And um, uh, uh, like I said, I fell in love with, you know, investing, uh, would be reading, you know, annual reports and understanding about, you know, about, about cash flow statements, balance sheets, things like that. And uh, uh, during this path of me, you know, uh, uh, you know, really honing my investing skills, stumbled upon to uh, Bitcoin and blockchain. Uh, uh, and and Anine was still going on. We had the, the Anine team kind of, I had one of the, 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 the like three, four people team learn about Bitcoin, you know, what is mining, uh, you know, how does it all work? And they, they, they spent a ton of research on this stuff. And um, I uh, said, hey, they came back with this. This is really interesting, but we're not really sure what it is. And I said, you know, okay, well, let's 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 research more. And when we started researching more, we realized that, that this is something that could vastly change health insurance, which is what we were we were still doing then. And so, okay, like blockchain as a technology, blockchain and smart contracts could dramatically change the way health insurance could work. And so, uh, uh, slowly, step by step, convince the family that that we should make major investments in the space. By the time that we sold Freedom Health, uh, we had made a decision to make to move. Other than healthcare, our other you know masthead of of investing would be in blockchain, and so uh, uh, put basically a significant amount of capital into uh, let's say crypto blockchain investments. Of that, very simple. It's Bitcoin and Ether. Uh, uh, you know those are those are very simple. Uh, uh, you know, let's say public tokens, almost like you know. Uh, we believed in store of value and we believed in the idea of smart contracts and decentralized apps were going to be a massive thing. And we thought these two are the leaders. They've already got massive market share and they're going to continue to win market share. And then, um, then uh, uh, I knew about so Zepay. What, okay, what, like, like what price did you buy in Bitcoin? Like, sure, you, it's all, you uh, have... uh, all over. So I'm still, we're still buying today, but we first started buying. Hmm. Uh, uh, I first heard about Bitcoin back when it was about, you know, Five or ten dollars, but we really didn't buy it until it was about seventy five hundred bucks. Hmm. Right. Amazing. So yeah, yeah, and and, and you know, it's 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 it really is funny because like when I bought, let's say, at hundred bucks, I was like, oh man, this thing used to be five dollars or ten dollars, and but yeah, but <laughs> it, it was like ten x back then, right? And so yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, but but we, we we've been buying back then and 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 holding on and, and still buying now, and so uh, uh, if I, I knew about ZPay and the ZPay team and. Uh, I, I met the the founders and the management team at a Bitcoin conference in New York, and uh, at this point, this is right when right when the RBI decision had happened on kind of um, uh, making Bitcoin per se uh, uh, very hard with with you know uh, uh, banking, right? People were saying it's illegal. It wasn't made illegal. It was just it was just they put up a, they put up a lot of let's say you know hurdles in place for yep. 
and convince the founders that, hey, listen, you know, we're entrepreneurs and investors. We'd like to buy a significant minority stake in the company. Um, we uh, uh, decided to uh, do it at that time. And then... Um, uh, so, uh, tell me a bit about Zeppe's history also. Like, sure. how did it start? And like, so uh, I believe it's, it's almost like a seven-year-old company now. Yeah, so, yeah. so Zeppe, um, a really cool company founded by three phenomenal entrepreneurs. Uh, uh, Mahin Gupta, who's, who's really more the, the CTO role. Sarv Agarwal, who was the, the founding CEO. And uh, Sunny Goenka, Sandeep, uh, he was more like the CMO and COO. These three guys um, all have you know, entrepreneurial backgrounds. Mahin had actually started the, kind of the very first Bitcoin exchange. It was called buysellbitco.in. And uh, 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 you know, we actually bought some Bitcoin from him back then too. So I knew about him. and I knew, I knew he was a very solid guy. Uh, they, uh, 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 he, same thing because of you know, regulatory hassle and whatever. He kind of, kind of like shut down buysellbitco.in. And, and I would say that kind of morphed into ZPay. Right? And ZPay became... Ended up through by 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 building a phenomenal product. Ended up becoming basically the largest you know Bitcoin exchange in India during during the 2015, 16, 17 you know run up in Bitcoin prices, and it had 65, 70 percent market share. They're they doing really really well, and then all of a sudden the door got slammed shut with the Reserve Bank of India, right? Uh, and then they try to get, you know go global. They try they try to you know uh, uh, build a global product, but 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 it's hard. It was really hard competing against Binance and Coinbase, and um, uh, the founders kind of decided, hey, listen, you know, if we can't, if we can't really operate in India, it's not really worth, you know, doing this stuff. And so they they kind of wanted to to, to step down. I was like, well, listen, if you guys you guys can step down, but like, I don't want to quit. Like, I, I think it's really important that, um, you know, that ZPay stays alive. And, and, and when did you invest in ZPay? The, fir- the first investment happened in 2018, uh, and then in the end of 2019, basically in 2020. Uh, January first, two thousand twenty, is when was when I bought the majority stake of Zepe. All right, and same the same thing happened in this scenario is, is that the, I I I, the, I told the family, hey, listen, you know, this is not the time to quit. Uh, we should, uh, you know, really be, uh, uh, you know, doubling down on Zepe. The family office, uh, uh, you know, uh, which is really we have, we have, we now have a family office called Aon Capital, which is um, uh, it's all it's all just family run capital. Uh, 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 they didn't want to do the follow-on investment in Zepay, but but I believed in it, so I kind of took my own capital and then bought the majority stake, um, and that was roughly about a year and a half ago, uh, uh, or January. So, wh- what made you switch from being an investor to an operator, you know, and putting in your personal money into it, like? Yeah. Uh, what what made you want to do that? Uh, it, 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 simple, let's say, love of Bitcoin, right? And so I, I, I felt. See, this is before I was negotiating this before YZRX had sold out to Binance. I, I had felt that I'd seen what happened with Mount Gox. Mount Gox was another Bitcoin exchange, which kind of had a ton of market share, and it really kind of hurt the Bitcoin industry when it went down. And I was like, you know what? If Zepay quits, this is bad for the industry, bad for Bitcoin, you know, bad for India. And decided, you know, what, if, it, it, I, sometimes you just have to, you, you know, it's it's like in 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 war time, times of war, times of like you know uncertainty, you, a, a leader just has to step up, even though, even though you know you 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 realize that I'm not probably even the best person for this, but if no one else does this, then then we all fall down. And so uh, uh, decided that that this is something which I was passionate about. This is something that that I wanted to like you know uh, you know run until the very end, and. Um, uh, uh, 
convinced my wife that that this was a, you know a thing that, that that we should do and and it was a, a, something that I loved doing and she 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 luckily believed in me too and um uh and we just we did it decided decided just to to jump 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 into the deep end of the pool hmm. yeah so uh, what was like the uh, peak of the uh, like the value of transactions through zepe pre the rbi ban coming in or or the rbi restrictions coming in yeah sure the the the, the we did about 3 billion dollars in volume uh, total you know the, the peak would, would have been maybe about you know um uh uh 30 40 50 million dollars a day Maybe 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 wow. maybe at twenty twenty thirty million dollars a day, and uh, uh, like I said, it, it, it was massive. The ZPay was definitely one of the biggest, it was the biggest exchanges in the world at that point. Right? Wow. Okay. Okay. And uh, so you know, during that, uh, like like the the long winter uh, of crypto. Yeah. So uh, what did it come down to? And you know, like like tell me about that journey. Yeah, sure. So so exactly. So the RBI decision happened in let's say spring of two thousand eighteen. Zepay made the the strategic decision to kind of expand abroad, but it was very hard, right? Because we're competing against massive players. You invested pre RBI decision or post? Uh, post, post, like right after that, right? We, we okay. invested roughly July okay. of two, two, of twenty eighteen. Very, very contrarian. Yeah, call. Exactly. I realized that, that you know what? Um, uh, uh, we believe in the company, believe in the team, believe in the brand, and and you know we, we wanted to uh, come. You know, like I said, we, we want to invest into India and in the blockchain, and so. During the crypto winter, it was awful. Like this, is Bitcoin had fall, taken from twenty thousand dollars down to three thousand dollars, and Ether had gone from like you know, you know, uh, like fourteen hundred dollars down to a hundred bucks. And luckily, because I'd been through a couple of cycles, I realized that this is this is you know, something that we believe in. So I, I convinced the family, hey, listen, I don't know when it's going to bottom, but we said as long as we invest over the long run, we'll do fine. And so that's what we did. So we were heavy buyers of of, of Bitcoin and ETH back when everything was was, was falling down, right? And um, and realize that so now we and we're not just Bitcoin and Ether. We we, we made investments in, in in you know ZPay. The family office also made investments in a company called Brave Browser. Uh, it's a kind of a, I don't know if you've heard, if you've heard of Brave Browser. Privacy focused. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a it's a price focused browser. We made investments in Coinbase uh, in a lot of really cool funds. Uh, uh, these are like things like Pantera and DC like crypto focused you know blockchain hedge funds and. Uh, invested heavily, like you know, uh, uh, and and really made, like I said, blockchain, you know, the other focus here for the family office, other than healthcare. And uh, uh, and then and during this past during this winter, you know, it, it wasn't, um, it wasn't, let's say, uh, 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 it was cold and dark and you know, depressing. But you just you just had to like you know put one foot ahead of it itself, and then and and then move forward. And I would say because it was cold, dark, and depressing, that's why I think you know a lot of the the, the old employees and the founders wanted to get out. So there's a you know a lot of people left. A lot of let's say a lot of the best people left, right? Uh, and so, but luckily, hey, listen, a lot of really really good people, phenomenal people stayed on, and and they believed in the product, believed in the company, and um, uh, I, I was really lucky that to meet these people, and then and then when I decided to become CEO, like I said, very lucky these people you know believed in the vision, they stuck on board, and you know, we were 40 employees back when I became CEO and now we're almost, you know, 200. We were 180 employees now, right? And so uh, uh, got lucky, focused hard on, on, you know, fixing the product, making better and better. And the RBI decision was overturned by the Supreme Court, you know, three months, four months after I became CEO. And then it was full steam ahead. It was, it was just, just rebuilding brick by brick. The, 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 the big issue is that we lost to I lead as being the number one player Binance, which it would have, which it acquired YZRX, 
which is a very well-funded company, gave them a lot of capital and also, you know, let's say, uh, uh, technical infrastructure on how to scale. And uh, a couple other companies that are, that are out there are also doing well too. But like, uh, uh, really what we realized is that, you know what, we, we just have to stick to our core principle of what we want to do and, and we'll do fine. And that really is, you know, uh, providing phenomenal service, trying to, you know, uh, 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 up the game on, on the technology and the product, right? And doing it at a very, very low cost. And so that, that's what we're trying to, we're trying to build, uh, you know, uh, uh, build basically the, the, the best way you can buy Bitcoin, you know, at the lowest possible price and the best possible mm. service. If you like to hear stories of founders, then we have tons of great stories from entrepreneurs who have built billion-dollar businesses. Just search for the Founder Thesis Podcast on any audio streaming app like Spotify, Ghana, Apple Podcasts, and subscribe to the show. So, uh, like, you know, what has the build-up journey been like? Like, you know, at, at the lowest, what kind of monthly uh, transactions were happening and what is it today? Yeah. Like, tell me about... So the company is doing really well. It's phenomenally profitable. And we, we actually were planning on pay, making some of these, these, these documents public, but like, you know, uh, 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 it didn't even raise that much capital, but, but doing, you know, north of uh, $35 million in revenue, almost like, say, $20, $25 million in EBITDA uh, before I came on board, right? And... This is a business which people people were lining up to invest in. Like we had a lot of really famous Silicon Valley venture capital firms wanting to invest in the company, but then, like I said, they they backed off once the RBI decision happened. And then and then really your, your question on the revenue number exactly is it, it basically went to zero. You know, uh, 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 during the time when we invested, like you know, it went to nothing. And that's a big reason why, you know, we decided do we want do we want to stay afloat? And and I mean, Zepay honestly. For other than like a week or two, I mean, there was a there was a good chance that we just would have just shut down, right? And so you know what, it's not working. We're going to turn money to shareholders, and uh, uh, that was in a sense the plan. And uh, what I realized is that you know what, this is when I came on as CEOs. I was like, you know, all we have to do is we just have to make enough money to, to not like we just have to survive and not die. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that was the yeah. goal. The goal for me coming back on board was thriving. It was not it was not thriving. It was just surviving so that we could live to fight another day. And then, uh, but since then, is, is it, you know, uh, we've, we've come back and, and, and you know, uh, we've, we've done over a billion dollars of volume a month. You know, I don't know how much we're doing each day, but, but we, we do, say, between 10 and, like, you know, on really good days, $50 million of volume per day. Um, uh, you know, I think we're probably, probably the, maybe the third biggest exchange now. We're number one. I think YZRX is probably number one. Uh, may, maybe, you know, uh, I see, I'm, I'm seeing Coin D6 is at 20 million. We're at 11.2 million, right? So, um, and and uh, uh, Wesrix is about sixty, right? So so still still doing a ton of volume, but 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 like I said, we're, you know, our goal right now is is to you know build back more market share, drive the cost of, of buying crypto down to almost to zero. How would you do that? Yeah, so this is this is the innovation on the business model, and, I, and I've been really figuring out like you know how can we build a long term sustainable business? And and the, the big asterisk here is what we've done now is. Uh, we have a phenomenal leader named Avinash Shaker, who's a who's a CFO, then became the president, and now he's now the co-CEO. And so, you know, he's still he's still fine-tuned. But the, the core point on how do we how do we actually drive drive the cost down zero? You you, you kind of need not just capital; you need business model innovation. And my my thesis on this is that if we can become like a company which is more mutual focused, right? A company which is in a sense owned by its members, 
And what I mean by this, you, you, you know what a cooperative is, you know, uh, you know like a, is we want to become more of like a Bitcoin cooperative in the long run. And what uh, my, my intent is, because I'm the majority owner of Zepi right now, is I want to figure out some of, of somehow creating a trust, which will then give economic benefit of our, let's say, uh, you know, our company back to not just the shareholders, but back to our members. And by members, I mean our customers. And there's a lot of complexities here. We're trying to figure out exactly how to do it, but we, we basically want to somehow have ec- economic, you know, beneficial economic ownership back on the blockchain. And the way you can drive, like, you know, how, do you, how, can, you, how can you drive the costs of, of buying something out of zero? It's kind of like this. Imagine if, you know, you, uh, you've, you've heard like, you know, like a cooperative bank. What a cooperative bank works is that, you know, the, the actual people who are doing the, de- the deposits, are, they're, they're the owners, right? So th- their cost of funds is lower. So at the end of the year, if we can basically take half of the money that we're making and give rebates back to customers, right? I, I envision that we can be a way, way, way low cost provider. The other way you can do stuff is this, is that you can make the trading fee zero and you can, and you, you can also move, move some of the, the, the income into DeFi. You help people get money through decentralized financial products. And DeFi is really cool because you have things called liquidity mining. People are probably wondering what that is. It's a way of adding capital onto the blockchain and you're, you're, you're basically getting paid because your money is tied up into a smart contract versus being tied up in cold storage. I, I, I don't know. Are you familiar with the, with the word cold storage and what it is? Uh, no, no, no. There's a lot of stuff which you'll have to like break yeah. down and simplify. Yeah, sure. So, so uh, really, when you when you own something like Bitcoin, you, can, you kind of own it in like three different ways. You can own it, let's say, in cold storage, which is really you've you've figured out a way to 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 own to, to own the private keys. This is like your password to your Bitcoin in a secure manner, which is not really ever touched the internet. It's very hard for someone, a hacker, to, to get access to these because they're not these keys are not directly connected to the internet like they're they're in some it's a seed key connected offline in a sense right the other way you can do it so is, this is cold storage yeah it's called cold yeah. storage okay the other thing you can do is you can keep your 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 bitcoin in in, in, a, in a centralized provider someone like something like a zedpay a zedpay or coinbase or a BlockFi. and what we do is we then keep a good bit in cold storage we keep some in warm wallets hot wallets we we, we also lend some out to other customers right and the benefit of this is that uh, if you lose your password, you can come back to us. The also benefit is we, can, we, we, we pay interest to it. So we have a really great you know, service called Earn and Lend, and you can make interest off of your crypto, right? Okay. And then okay. the okay. last thing you can do is if you want to, you can keep probably your crypto on you know, a, a, a decentralized type wallet. Something, something, imagine like a Brave browser, right? Brave, you can use a crypto wallet on Brave. You can use a crypto wallet like on MetaMask. You, you, you could use a... Uh, 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 a a third party wallet, uh, 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 a decentralized wallet. There's, there's a bunch of these, right? And so um, uh, these type of wallets are also, a bit, but you shouldn't really put a ton of money here. You should probably use more. This is more like like you know, you, you, this is the type of money you, you'd actually have in a real wallet, like you know, a, a few hundred bucks at maximum, right? You you, you, wouldn't, you shouldn't keep a ton of money in there. The most amount of money you should actually keep in more in a vault or in a storage, right? So what Zepe is Zepe? Yeah, good. Yeah, I still didn't get uh, what is a decentralized wallet. Yeah, a decentralized wallet would be like, see, you can actually put a wallet into your browser, right? And okay. what, the, what this means is, uh, 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 and this is what Brave is. Brave has a crypto wallet built into the browser. So when you're, when you're browsing, literally you, 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 you're, you're on like, let's say, a, 
a, a, a publisher and there's a paywall there. You click a button. The, the Bitcoin doesn't really live in your wallet, but the, it's, it's a simple password you put in and it's kind of built into your browser, right? And this is like a decentralized wallet. It, it's, it's connected to, in a sense, to Bitcoin, but it's not, uh, it's not as secure as what a cold storage wallet would be. Right. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay. 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 Hmm. So and so uh, so these are the three ways in which you can own Bitcoin. And you also spoke about DeFi, uh, yeah. decentralized finance. Uh, what exactly is that? Can you break that yeah, down? Sure. Also? DeFi is is fascinating to me. Uh, it's so you know it stands for decentralized finance, and you know it's let's say it's it's the opposite of, of centralized finance. And centralized finance is I'd say the current system we have right now. It's a current system which is widely used. It's you know, there's central banks. They work with large, you know, let's say blue chip retail banks, you know, and in any of these are things like ICICI, HDFC, things like that. And they also have smaller regional banks as well. But, but, but like I said, the, 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 the biggest banks have, you know, the best relationship with, with the central banks. And this is, this is it. it works in a lot of different countries, right? And so what, the way, what DeFi works is you don't need decentralized finance. You don't need a counterparty to, to, do, to do actually financial activities. And so when you go to a bank right now, you go to a bank, you, you give them your rupees, you give them your dollars, and they will then, then take that. They use their own capital. They will then meet someone who wants to a loan, a house, and they will underwrite a loan and say, listen, you give me the title of your house, and I'll give you a 50% loan to value. Your, your, your house costs one core. You have 50 lakhs down. I'll give you a loan for 50 lakhs. And if you don't pay me, I'm going to foreclose on your house. In the same way, what, the way DeFi works is you have one Ether or one Bitcoin, right? And imagine it's one Bitcoin and you, you can actually go into a smart contract and you can lock up your Bitcoin into a smart contract. Say, my Bitcoin is now worth $40,000. Uh, this, this smart contract will then loan you 50% loan to value. It'll loan you $20,000. And but the price of Bitcoin can fluctuate, right? So if the price mm. of Bitcoin mm. goes up, great. It goes to $100,000, mm. you're still well collateral. But the price of Bitcoin drops mm. down to 30000 bucks. You either have to mm. give in another $10,000 of Bitcoin or mm. what the smart contract will do is it will just liquidate $5,000 of your Bitcoin, right? Mm. And, okay. and okay. Now, mm. so now what happens, your loan to value is better. Hmm. And hmm. It, it, it's, it's just hmm. it, it auto executes. It's pretty cool. Like you know, someone hmm. can come in hmm. and bid on your hmm. Bitcoin. And so hmm. what the way and and DeFi is pretty phenomenal because now there's there's I mean there's there's like you know fifty billion dollars in DeFi. It's, it's it, or more than that. There's, there's massive right. amounts of, hmm. uh, of of capital in DeFi, and most of it is happening on hmm. on Ethereum. Hmm. But hmm. Uh, uh, there's other chains. We're doing a lot of really cool stuff. And uh, hmm. this is where, this is really where I say I think the 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 the, the world's going. The world's moving into a, hmm. a DeFi world. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Okay. So how does this tie into uh, your business model innovation at Zepay? Sure, sure. Um, the, uh, uh, it, it, yeah, so th- that's exactly it. So what, what I, I envision happening is DeFi is complex. It's kind of hard to understand. And, uh, you know, people, uh, uh, people want a lot of handholding, right? Uh, and so what I think Zepay is doing is our, our goal is because we are in many ways a fiat on-ramp. We're helping people get into crypto using, you know, let's say uh, traditional fiat rails. Um, we want to help, we want to make DeFi easy, right? And so we're working on a lot of different really cool things like that. Like, for example, you know, most people want DeFi type returns. DeFi can give you great, great returns, right? But they don't, they don't know how to use a, a smart contract. They don't know how to use a, a, a wallet. 
So we want to be able to come in and you, you just put your money in ZPay and ZPay will do all the complex stuff for you and you'll get a good return. We'll, just, we'll, give, you the, we'll give you the interest rates you could be getting on DeFi. I envision something like that. Like our goal is to make it really easy and simple for people. Hmm. Okay. And uh, how far along are you in that product journey? Like, uh, yeah, we're doing know, well. So, so we have kind you, of two major yeah. products right now. One is called ZPay, which is our main flagship product. The other product mm-hmm. is called Zeb.com. Which is essentially a transaction platform. You can buy, sell, and store crypto on the ZebPay platform. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The other product is called Zeb.com. It's, a, it's, it's, it's really like a, a, a simple version, like a, a much easier version to buy this stuff. Um, and and we, we, have, we, we already have a new product right now where you, you can get interested. And that's what a large part of the interest right now is being put into DeFi, right? And eventually what happens is you'll be able to borrow and lend from ZebPay, but even the funding is going to actually come from the DeFi protocols, not from uh, uh, customers themselves. So you'll be able to come in, deposit some Bitcoin. If you have one Bitcoin, you want to go, you want to go, you need some money to go pay a student loan or, you know, pay for your, your, your daughter's uh, wedding. You can just borrow money on your Bitcoin and, and pay interest off it. So uh, uh, it's actually live today, uh, but, but like I said, we're, we're constantly making the UI and UX easier and better. Uh, uh, we brought on a phenomenal new te- tech team that's really, we're upping our game on all, on all these things. Yeah. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Okay. So, uh, like, you know, what is the, uh, I mean, uh, are you targeting Indian customers only for this or yeah. is this like a global product? Yes, we're definitely a global. We're one of the few exchanges which does have a global, global say, presence. Uh, we're, we're probably 80, 90% in India, right? Uh, and we're definitely we're definitely targeting India. India is where we want to we want to win and dominate, right? Uh, but um, in the longer run, you know, the blockchain and crypto is it's a global phenomenon. So what what I envision happening is, is we that we become like you know a dominant brand within the South Asian framework for let's say for decentralized financial services, right? Uh, so it's easy for you. It's easy for anyone who 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 you know uh, uh, is. So our mission, we talk about this, is that, you know, is financial freedom. We want to figure out how, how to, you know, we're fighting for financial freedom and we, we think the best way is through blockchain and specifically in India. So we want to win in India, but like I said, I do envision in the long run, the next couple of decades, is we probably have a South Asian bent, but, but we, are, we are working globally in places like the United States and Canada and the UK. Right now, we're in Singapore, Australia, and India. Those are our, our core markets, but we envision expanding. That's where we're, we're legally measured. We, you can actually buy crypto in pretty much every place other than in America uh, on crypto, crypto pairs. But I, we envision actually having crypto fiat where you, you'll, you'll be able to buy Bitcoin for dollars or Canadian dollars uh, uh, pretty hmm. soon in the, next, in the next year or so. Okay. So, uh, you know, how, how did you uh, do the build-up again? Like, you know, you told me that the team went down to a pretty small number and now you're yeah. back to about 200 people. So uh, tell me about what all things you did once you, uh, you know, like you you took charge of that. Sure, sure. Yeah, 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 that, that was a hard part. Like, yeah, see, you know, back when when you know during the crypto winter, uh, uh, convincing people that the that the spring and summer is coming is hard, right? Because it's, it's totally dark. Um, so we just step by step. So luckily, a lot of uh, uh, you know people believed in the company, believed in the team, believed believed maybe in me as a leader, uh, and. Convinced, like you say, four or five people to come join with us. They 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 mostly stuck with the company, and really at that point, it just step by step. It was just uh, like I said, stopping the bleeding, making sure we're not losing money. Once we had stabilized, 
then just brick by brick and like phenomenal person by person going out and recruiting people and saying, hey, listen, this is what we're trying to build. We, we, we're, we're, we're trying to win. We want to build for the long run. And can you help us do it? And, and, and luckily, the, the, the team, it, it's amazing. It's getting better and better literally you know, each, each day, right? Uh, uh, we, have, we have phenomenal people spread around the world. There's people in, in Australia, in Canada, in, the, in Europe, in America, in India, uh, in Singapore. Uh, we have people, we have really great people spread all over and um, uh, just amazed at, at our team. In fact, we, 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 the word we use within ZPay is this idea of ohana. And ohana is a Hawaiian word for family. And we, even though we're, I guess we're corporate in form, you know, we're trying to manage, we, 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 we operate with an Ohana framework. And the idea there is we want win, win, win for all, all stakeholders. And, and I look at this as like, there's three major stakeholders for, for let's say in, in, you know, in most, let's say company type, type frameworks. There's, there's the shareholders, there's the employees, and then there's the customers. And Usually, in most you know, in most you know, in most companies, they're, they're kind of hey, listen, your job is to create and keep a customer, but in the end, you're trying to drive shareholder value, right? Our ethos is a little bit different. What we want to do is we want to we want to kind of have win 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 where where we we kind of treat them all equally. We all we all treat everyone like a family. So our framework is if you treat customers, employees, and shareholders like family, right, with the, kind of like this Ohana ethos. And you actually get incentives and you get, you know, uh, uh, economics in place. This is where you can get win-win-win type frameworks. And what, what I mean by that is, so, you know, right now, customers, you know, they, uh, 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 you know, they want, they want what's best for them, which, which is understandable. They want the highest product, the highest quality product, highest service at the, at the lowest price, right? Same thing as employees. Employees want a great, great work environment. They want to get paid well. They, they, you know, they, they. One uh, 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 a, a really really great coworkers with happy people with kindness and shareholders same thing shareholders do want the, the shareholders want to invest in companies which which have great you know mission and stuff like that and so if we believe we can connect all three of these things we can get honestly like you know uh, you know a, 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 a inflection point in 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 growth so now what uh, uh, this is what Bitcoin has done like Bitcoin it, it hasn't really raised any venture capital right. It's been able to become a, a like you know a trillion dollar asset because they've done a great job of connecting kind of you know product market fit. And I actually remind a lot of the Zepay team is that I, you know don't look at Zepay as being a company. Look at us as being an extension of Bitcoin and Ether. Like our job, our ethos is that we're trying to we're trying to blockchain the world through financial freedom. And and, and what this means is if we make Bitcoin and Ether. If we make these amazing technologies widespread, we're able to spread them all over India. It's a win-win-win, and so that's what I envision happening. I envision happening over the next couple of years is that Bitcoin and Ether hodlers, or you know, people who hold this stuff, are actually they automatically get economic benefit in what ZPay does. And so, if you believe in Bitcoin and Ether, then you're going to believe in ZPay because ZPay is going to basically give you uh, kind of extra returns back to you. Okay, so uh, right now Bitcoin is pretty much like a rich man's yeah plaything in India. You know, I, I, maybe it's not the case in the US, but here it's like people who have some money to burn are the kind of people who invest in Bitcoin because it's high risk and you know uh, it, it is an unknown uh, like it's, like it, it's it, a mystery yeah. right now. It's, it's considered high risk. No, I get one hmm. one big thing which I want to really clear up is that a lot of people think that. When you buy Bitcoin, you have to buy one single Bitcoin. 
right? I, I don't know. Uh, actually, did you, did you know that? You can buy actually a fraction of a Bitcoin. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. right, right. Yeah. So, so and, and I would so, say it, 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 many people think that, like, you know, it, it is, you know, it's already run away, right? It's already, it's already, it, it's only for rich people. The, the, the fallacy in that, and that's what I'm saying, uh, thought process is that, remember how, like I told you, when I bought a Bitcoin, it was about a hundred bucks. It had already gone up 10 times, right? And um, my, and, and you know, my, my, the legal team or the compliance team would probably say, is it, is it like, you know, everyone's talking about, you know, where's Bitcoin going? Is it undervalued or overvalued? I don't know if it's undervalued or overvalued, but I do know this. It's undervalued for the long run, meaning that, that Bitcoin price is going up. It, it has been in the past, and I'm pretty sure it will in the future. The reason why is the, de- the supply is limited and the demand is going up. And so uh, uh, I think Bitcoin is going to go from $40,000 to $400,000. When? I don't know. It might, be, it might be one year. It might be you know five years. But the thing is, uh, it has a much higher chance of increasing in value than the rupee does or the dollar does or even real estate. Right. So let's say, you know, your current investments right now, you might be buying, you know, some sort of equity stock, uh, let's say Apple stock, or you might be buying some piece of real estate. It's hard for Apple to go up 10 times in value. Apple's already a pretty big asset. Right. Right. So hmm. if you look at the risk reward of what Bitcoin offers, right, it's, it's still massive. Right. Meaning that Bitcoin as a brand is very likely to be the most valuable brand in the world. Right. And People are like, what do you mean? Yeah. So I'm going to say, just a just to, just to, just to pop quiz, right? So what do you think the most valuable brands in the world are right now? Like, you know, what are the biggest brands? It has lots of brand mm-hmm. value. Google, Microsoft, Apple. Yeah, right? So that's exactly it. Google, Microsoft, Apple, Facebook. Okay, now, uh, what are the biggest brands? You know, if you go ask, most people, most people now have heard of Bitcoin. It's pretty amazing, right? Bitcoin, like, as a brand... It's kind of like what Google was in 2005. People had heard of Google. They didn't really know what it was. Like a lot of people, but or, or, like Facebook. And Facebook in 2008, nine, they, they knew what social network was, but they weren't really using it. Bitcoin is the exact same way. People heard of Bitcoin. They, they think it's expensive, but, they don't, but man, their brand value is just going to grow. It, like the, as the price goes up, as more people are using it. And same thing with Ether. Ether you know, you've probably heard of Ethereum, right? Yeah. yeah but then yeah. Now, other than those two, to, sh- to show you about brand value, what are the other coins or, or cryptocurrencies that you've heard of? The, the ones that Elon Musk talks about. <laughs> yeah, Dogecoin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dogecoin. Yeah. Have, you, have you heard of any other ones? No, no. Right, and, and, and the, it's, it's really interesting. The reason why you're exactly right is that people don't care about the fifth or tenth or hundredth coin, right? And that's why Bitcoin will continue to accrue value because people want high reward plus also safety and that's what bitcoin offers bitcoin offers really good growth but because it is a blue chip company it's a blue chip asset it won't go down as much anymore hmm. in fact hmm. but in a way couldn't you say it's a collective shared delusion i, I mean see owning apple is owning a revenue stream apple makes products sells those products profitably uh, you know yeah but uh, what are you owning when you're owning Bitcoin other than uh, like a shared agreement? You make a very, very, very good point, right? So Apple, when you own Apple, you own a share of Apple and Apple is a company which sells products and services, right? But it, it is that, but it, it really is just a brand, meaning you're only buying an Apple product or service because you believe in it, right? Meaning that is it, it's like Nike. 
You're only buying a Nike shoe because you believe in it, right? Now, what you're saying about Bitcoin is, see, Bitcoin is not, uh, it doesn't sell iPhones or shoes, but you got to realize Bitcoin's a brand. It stands for like financial freedom. So what, what you're buying when you buy a Bitcoin is this. See, see, when you own one Bitcoin right now, you can, you can do two things with your Bitcoin. You can sit in your Bitcoin and just put it in cold storage, but, or you can actually lend it out right now, right? And so let's say, imagine you own one Bitcoin. It costs $40,000. Um, literally on Zepi right now, I think you can get 2%. Uh, you know, I to go look. It's like 1% or 2%. So uh, in some places you can get... 2% per month per or like year, what? Per year. Now, now you're saying, oh, that's awful. Okay. It's not great because I can get 10% on my, on my uh, rupees, right? The, the nuance is you can get 10% on rupees, but your rupees is going to depreciate against, the, against the, the, the Bitcoin, right? And so, wow. and so mm. what, 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 mm. what Bitcoin gives you, like... It, like it actually, it actually can give you interest in, and if you want to keep that interest in rupees, keep it in rupees. If you want to keep it in Bitcoin, keep it in Bitcoin. Mm, mm, so mm, uh, mm. with Apple right now, Apple will give you dividends, and same thing, Apple will give you like one two percent. So I'm saying is the, the actual mm, the, the income you get from your Apple stock mm, is actually mm. less than the income you get from your Bitcoin, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, you, you you actually can get money off of your Bitcoin mm, if you choose to, mm, right? Mm. It's, it's not it's, uh, who are the people who uh, I mean how do you pay interest on Bitcoin who's borrowing it yeah and why do they borrow it yeah sure so there's a lot of people that borrow it um, the hmm. uh, uh, they, they borrow it because they they want to basically short it one they want to hedge against it okay right hmm. uh, or like hmm. the other thing is people are, are like they, they, they're, they're providing as collateral uh, 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 to do a loan for example like I said like you know how you, you, could, you could you could borrow dollars using your Bitcoin right just like, just like some people want to borrow Bitcoin and then use it for like, you know, buying more crypto or buying more ether or selling against something. So there's, there's a lot of different people. Uh, there's a lot of different use cases. Mm. There's tons of them. Mm. Okay. 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 And uh, hasn't uh, RBI again tightened the screws? Uh, I believe that uh, banks have now yeah. uh, not allowed. No, uh, uh, I would to... say, it, you know, we're, we're still operating the, 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 um, uh, the, you know, most most banks are pretty open stuff. So it's really honestly a little bit of musical chairs. Some banks, you know, want to um, uh, first tell me what is the mandate from RBI? Like, oh, what, what is it that they're? It's fully doing legal. Now? Bitcoin's totally legal. You can buy it. Like, it's still like in a sense in limbo. That there's no clear regulations on on. It's considered a digital asset. They're not recommending it or not recommending it. You know, the the um, uh, so. The, the, but the core point is, is it? Um, it's not illegal. You can you, RBI students. And, and yep. how is RBI discouraging it? They're telling banks not to allow no, so, people. No, no. Uh, the, I would say RBI is not not they're not they're not discouraging. It's just that they're not promoting it, right? And so, okay. so some banks still believe that the circular is valid. Luckily, they they cleared this up a few months ago. Said, listen, the circular has been struck down by the Supreme Court. Bitcoin is legal. And what, what did that circular say? It's, it, it, this, the, the original circular was that was it, uh, Bitcoin is, uh, you know, in a sense, highly speculated. We don't condone it. So we don't, we, we're going to cut off the banking services to all Bitcoin and crypto businesses. But then the, the Supreme Court overturned that. that it's, too, it's too, you know, restrictive. And since that time, you know, we have, a, we have some good banking relations. A lot of banks do accept it. Right? A lot of banks are taking it now. Right, but like I said it, 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 it can it can change the women. And so what we are, what we, we luckily we we've been around for seven years for a long time. Uh, you know, hmm. we are uh, a, a blue chip, right? You know, 
uh, say crypto financial services firm. So banks love working mm. with us, and we're, we're we're always opening mm. doors. We're always mm. talking to new banks, and we we give them mm. we they're they're great partners for us, and we're great partners for them. Mm. Mm. So if I was uh, to uh, want to invest on uh, like uh, crypto through Zepay, then I, I would just be able to use my debit card and. Yeah. Do the transaction. Yep, exactly. You connect. Yeah. You, you you log in. You do your KYC. You connect your your bank account, and you just buy Bitcoin. Simple. You just log in, and you just come in, and you can buy some. And in fact, that, what we recommend is is basically you know dollar cost averaging, like buying buying small amounts of Bitcoin over the long run. In fact, that's what I do. Right. I actually uh, uh, every single day I buy a little bit of Ether. Right. And if you do this strategy, see the thing I remind people is that you know people are like, oh wow Rahul you you knew about Bitcoin back when it was ten dollars. Yeah, I did, and I did nothing about it for the first year, right? Right. Imagine mm-hmm. if I'd put in like one dollar per day back then. Mm-hmm. That's it, just so a dollar per day. And the same thing happens now. If you put in one dollar per day and do it over the long run, you're going to get phenomenal, phenomenal returns. And that's that's what we recommend. And that's in fact that's what Zeb, our new app, is doing, right? Uh, and and this can be automated. Yeah. Like I I can just give a mandate uh, and. It uh, will just debit yep, exactly. that whatever X rupees yep, every day. It'll, it'll, okay. it'll debit 100 rupees. And we, we have you know, a 1,000 people that are doing this right now. You know, and, and it's growing every single day. Hmm. We, we recommend hmm. dollar cost averaging over the long run. And if, hmm. if uh, uh, you do this, I, I believe this promotes financial freedom in the world. Right. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And how are you going to make it uh, more ubiquitous in India? You know, more accessible to people beyond just say tier one city uh, folks you know like like say maybe the top one percent of india currently yeah. would be either investing or considering investing in bitcoin how do you go to the next 10 percent or you know the next 30 percent like you know zepper has millions of users and so but yeah we want 100 million users right the, the, it really is education right we're educating people that hey listen if you want to save for your your kids and grandkids and financial freedom is it this is one of the best asset classes in the world it absolutely positively is and you should have some exposure you, you should buy it a little bits and if we educate people by by getting you know really good influencers and uh uh, uh you know really educated say uh, uh uh you know financial advisors right that's how we do it and so i i think what's gonna happen over the next couple of decades People will not just own gold, not just own stocks, not just own you know real estate. Bitcoin is going to be at, at one of the center, you know, central points of of, of, of a really well diversified, uh, uh, you know, financial, uh, you know, uh, let's say hmm. uh, of, of a person's net worth. Hmm. Uh, so, what is your uh, customer acquisition strategy? Like, yeah. uh, do you do like uh, you know uh, paid ads or? Yeah. Do you do social media or like you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's all of the above, yeah. and and it's a mix hmm. of let's say you know paid media, you know SEO, uh, uh, you know hmm. advertising, you know the other thing is referral hmm. marketing. Hmm. You know, really upping the game on on uh, you know, getting people to refer, to the, you know, uh, 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 more of their friends and family to join. Um, and it's good, but, you know, we're adding. What, go ahead. What is the like? What's the strategy there? Like, what is your referral plan like? Yeah, so the the main thing is people get fifty percent of the fees of their of of um of anyone they refer for a amount of hmm. certain amount okay. of time. Okay. And okay. but but like I said, the the the, the what we want to do ideally is um uh not just pay you know uh, dollar amounts, but but also give us a 
like I said, my goal is driving the cost down to zero. So like the, and we're still working with the team on this. We're trying to figure out ways of like uh, maybe adding in like some sort of a token with economics, which benefits, the more people you refer, the more benefits you get, right? And we haven't figured this out yet, but, but it would be something like that. Imagine that, that if you refer 10 people, then you get, you get much better deals and much better rebates, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. So, uh, what is the cost of transacting? Like, you know, you want to drive it down to zero. Yeah. Uh, what is it that it costs you? And you know, there would be some cost for you also. Yeah. And what is it that uh, it costs to the customer? Yeah. Exactly. So, so luckily we're a uh, 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 we're an open order book or an open order book exchange. So what this means is that we uh, 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 we don't buy and sell ourselves. We just help individuals buy and sell with each other, right? And so um, uh, we charge about roughly 10 basis points, 10 to 15 basis points. It, it depends on, the ten, you know, maybe 10 to 20 basis points on, on, on the maker versus taker. I mean, whether you, you, you're the one that, that hit the, hit the you know, bid or ask. What I mean by that is that whether you actually, uh, uh, you can say I want to sell Bitcoin for $40,000 while the price is 41000 right? And uh, uh, what ended up happening here is someone has to come and buy it from you. So that's what the, the, like a taker fee or a maker fee is. So we, we charge fees there. And the other thing we, we do, we do charge membership fees. The goal of this long term is we're trying to build a premium product where we have phenomenal benefits for our members, right? And there's also like network fees. Uh, this, see, whenever you send Bitcoin on a network, you do, you do pay uh, uh, a fee to the network. So we, we, put, a, we put a limit on there because we have, we have wallet costs and infrastructure costs. But uh, uh, like I said, the, 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 my, my long-term goal is to be one of the highest quality exchanges at the lowest possible cost. So we actually compare ourselves to like what the large exchanges do, and we're, we're constantly trying to drive costs down every single day. Hmm. What is the network fee? Like, yeah. what, how many basis points? Yeah, so uh, uh, it, that kind of depends upon like each network is different. But so let's say like you know, okay. sending like you know one Bitcoin on the Bitcoin network might cost like say point zero 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 four, and then we'll charge point zero 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 six. Like we'll, we'll charge a okay. bit more than that because we have to, we have to do all the, the accounting and mechanism and actually do the send fees, things like that. Right. That fee actually goes to the Bitcoin miners. We don't, we don't keep, we don't keep most of that. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. Okay. And so uh, what if you were to become like a zero brokerage? Like a zero dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Like zero yeah, dollar. Yeah. The, the idea is that is in the longer run, we we can eventually drive. I I really do think we can we can drive the cost down to zero, right? And so, uh, uh, my anticipation is that it might take, um, you know, one or two or three years. But uh, uh, once you're at scale, because you know this really is just a marketplace. You you can you you can make you can you, if you survive and you, you you can you can get enough people coming on board, the cost can be almost nothing. And that's what we want to do because that, that's how you, that's how you, you know, you know, India is not a, a super wealthy country, right? We need to, we need to, we need to, we need to lower the cost as much as possible to make it widespread. Hmm. Yeah. Now, what stops you from doing that today and just finding investors to fund it? Yeah. I mean, that's the, see, we, we could go, that's the whole thing. See, any investor who comes in is going to say, uh, you can do this, but then, you know, they want an investment return, Right. And so, but like I said, if, if we're driving costs down to zero, right? Uh, how That's do, a more sustainable way to do well, it. Well, here's the thing is how, how do we return the money back to investors, right? The thing is, is it, we're, we're, so we're trying to balance both growth, high quality, high service, 
and uh, uh, also uh, getting a ton of customers, right? And so it, it, it is a delicate balance, and, and we're thinking about that. We're, 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 we're actually trying to figure out whether do we want to raise capital, do we, do we want to go at our own, and, and we, we, haven't, hmm. we haven't decided hmm. yet for sure. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. If you were to raise capital, what kind of valuation would you be seeking? Like, yeah, sure. I mean, you see a lot of this stuff now. That that uh, uh, it, you know, it says I think CoinSwitch raised about twenty million dollars at at a, at a, at a five hundred million valuation. Sounds sounds like like Coin hmm. did too. Supposedly Coin Coin is raising capital at near a billion dollar valuation. You know, I would say I think Zepe is worth around you know five hundred million to a billion dollars, right? You know, so we're we're we're, we're okay. profitable. We're hmm. making money. We're growing. We don't need the capital, and so. Um, uh, uh, we're open, you know, we, we constantly talk with people, but I said like, because we don't need the capital, we haven't been actively thinking about it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, like, you know, uh, what do you think Zeppe will be like, say 10 years from now? Yeah. So that, that's the big thing is, is it, I, I envision us moving more into becoming DAO like, and what I mean, what, what a DAO stands for decentralized autonomous organization. And most people are like, what the heck does that even mean? What, what is, these are, I, I look at them as, imagine like the way, you know, Bitcoin is digital gold. A DAO is like a digital company. And what does that mean? See, right now, a company has shares, has, has shareholders, customers, employees, their legal structures. In the longer run, like, there's a, there's a really uh, cool uh, uh, decentralized app called Uniswap. Uniswap is basically a DAO. And what I envision is, over the long run, ZPay becomes more like a DAO and less. Yeah. How would uh, making ZPay a DAO benefit Rahul? Yeah. Like, you know, would you have like a lot of coins of that DAO then and therefore that's how it would benefit you? Or, oh, yeah. So, so me. Because so, then you, yeah. you are no longer a CEO then, right? I mean, there is yeah. no such thing as a CEO for a DAO or like a founder. Yep, exactly. Uh, or, in many ways, becoming a DAO, you have to be a little bit selfless. Like, so I would say, I would say Bitcoin is a little bit like this. Bitcoin is a DAO. See, Satoshi Nakamoto, if he kept all the coins of Bitcoin, he'd be, he'd be even more rich than he is now. But he isn't that rich because he kind of gave it away. And so like, if we become a DAO, in a sense, I'm giving up a lot of stuff. Right? I'd be giving up a lot of equity and, and, and economic value. But the benefit here is by giving the value back to the customer and back to the consumers, right? uh, the, 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 the members win. Right, and the, the members can decide. There's no CEO, but there, but there's a group of people who are running it. And if if there's if uh, maybe a group of like seven people or a group of twelve people, you don't need tons. And then it's it's more open source. If any innovation happens, it's happening, you know, on uh, you know through an open source framework, right? And if you go look at something, a really cool idea is like if you look if you look at this, like these are things that are kind of like let's say if you go look at a browser, like a, a browser is open source, right? If you go look at like um, uh, innovation happening. Uh, 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 a lot of uh, uh, there's, there's a lot of open like Wikipedia, right? Wikipedia is like an open source encyclopedia, right? See, you could eventually imagine made Wikipedia into a DAO, and then you know what? You have a, a a premium version of Wikipedia, which costs a bit extra, but like you know has I don't know some higher quality content. See, you could actually you could design Wikipedia into a DAO, right? And and I'm not saying it's a good idea or not, but the point there is that. In the future, new new business models and new new organizations will, will, will organize around token economics and DAOs, hmm. than being venture capital hmm. backed and corporations. Hmm. 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 Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That that's like a pretty interesting vision of the future. So, uh, 
I mean, I mean, you envision that, uh, you know, like for the last uh, 20 or so years, I believe that, uh, I mean, most studies say that inequality is rising. You know, yeah. the, the, the top 1% is getting richer and the bottom 50% is getting poorer. But so something like what you are visioning as a decentralized kind of a future, would that like reverse this trend? Or? Yeah, that, 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 that's, I would say, a big part of, say, my personal belief, right? So I, I think, uh, I, I always use this quote, I always say this a lot, is that, see, you know, in, in my own personal mission, you know, my goal isn't to make, you know, rich people more rich. What you're talking about, you know, if you're looking at Bitcoin, you're worried about that, the, the rich is getting richer. It's, I want to make poor people not poor, right? And that doesn't mean poor people become rich. It's, it just means, is it, is, it, is, it, is it, if you can help people out of poverty, the world will be a vastly better place than helping rich people like, you know, just, just have a ton more capital. And I think, I think systems like this help solve that, right? Is if you can imagine if Facebook is owned by the Facebook users. Imagine Twitter is owned by the Twitter users. Imagine you told me Google. Google's massive, right? In fact, one of our, you know, one of our portfolio companies, Brave Browser, really, really cool company. Uh, it's got 35 million monthly active users, uh, you know, 13 million daily active users. Amazing company, right? They are uh, uh, growing really, really fast, really because they're giving a lot of economics back to uh, their 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 uh, users. They, they if you if you if you you should you should actually down, go to brave.com, download the browser. You'll see some really really cool stuff. If the more you use Brave, the more they have a really cool token called Bat, the basic attention token. The more tokens you make, you make you you, you basically make money. How do I do that? It's because right, yeah. So you can actually monetize your attention. Yep. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. And mm. and listen, mm. I've made uh, three, four, five hundred dollars just for free browsing on Brave, mm. right? Mm. And mm. you can too. Yeah. Just go to Brave, download, mm. it. and if you want to, you can keep it in Bat tokens, or if you want, you can convert it to rupees. Come to Zepay, convert that Bat mm. to rupees mm. if you want. Right. Wow. Okay, that's amazing. And th- there's a there's you know four million people in India who are doing this right now. Hmm. 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 Right? So say somebody who's like a, you know, earning a couple of lakhs a year, which means let's say he takes home 20, 30,000 a month uh, and he's saving, let's say, 3,000 a month. Would you recommend to someone like that to also take advantage of crypto? Uh, Absolutely positively. Like, you know, like I I believe in this, like uh, with my heart and soul. And and what I mean by that is that this is one of the best, you know, uh, uh, this is the best place for cap. You should always keep a little bit of cash for emergencies. But other than that, like I think Bitcoin, Ether, Bat, these tokens are some of, are, are, are going to be some of the best performing assets in the world over the next several decades, right? It, it, it'll be almost impossible for any other you know uh, uh, asset to do as well as this, just because it comes down to supply and demand. It comes down to um, uh, uh, you know uh, 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 trends. It comes down to technology. But based upon a mix of all of the above, uh, uh, you know, Bitcoin, Ether, Bat, these tokens are are, are some of the the the, the most the, the the most important innovations of our lifetime. This would be as liquid as investing in, say, a mutual fund. Or oh, something. it's better. It's more liquid. More liquid. It's twenty four hours, seven days a week liquidity. And and if they ever go abroad, they 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 don't have to wait. They, they if they're in you know in Singapore, they're in you know, uh, uh you know Sri Lanka, right? They can they can convert it into whatever they want, and then convert it back into that local currency. They can use it directly. 
I envision 10 years from now, you'll be able to use your Bitcoin to, to pay for a hotel in Sri Lanka. So, uh, you know, these uh, investment companies like Zerothai and Grow, yeah. uh, if they start offering the same uh, kind of product of, you know, like investing Bitcoin, in yeah. Bitcoin. And so uh, wouldn't that be like a pretty adverse event for companies Zepe? like Zepay? Yeah, I think yeah. yes and yeah. no. Like, like, yes, in the sense it's a new competitor, but no in the sense that I think the more the merrier, to be honest. Like, I, see, as Bitcoin becomes more widespread, the price goes up and you want you want a ton of people taking this stuff like we do right zepay itself is a, is a large bitcoin holder like, you know we we own bitcoin on our balance sheet we love it we think other companies should own bitcoin on their balance sheet right and so uh uh, uh you know zerodoc should move in you know paypal is already in the space like you know grow grow be moving in um uh there's another company that we're actually talking about, about partnering with a company called vested financial have you heard of them um Vested is a really cool company. They, they help help people in India buy U.S. stocks, right? Okay. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Um, and so mm-hmm. if you want to buy Apple or Tesla, you, 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 you can go through them. Uh, I, think, I think slowly over time, like a lot of, let's say, fintech companies will allow Bitcoin. And, and that's, I think that's a good, that's a win for everyone. And uh, are you also planning to offer NFTs on Zepay? Yeah, so uh, we were actually we were one of the very first people studying this stuff. We have a we, we're we haven't announced it yet, but I'll go and give you a preview now. We're working with a really cool company called Yat, uh, uh, and Yat it's it's really it's actually phenomenal. They've designed if you go if you go to y.at Yat or if you Google Yat emoji, what what Yats have done is they've made these really cool emoji usernames, and to me. What, what an NFT, really cool idea, for people who don't know, it's called it's a non-fungible token. Um, the, uh, the idea behind this is that uh, uh, you can basically give a token value to almost anything, both a physical world asset, but also a scarce digital asset, right? And people probably heard, oh, someone's making a, you know, an image and it's selling for millions of dollars. Images are just one thing. You can do this with, let's say, an MP3, with a video file, with a, uh, even a, a piece of software, right? Yeah, or like Jack Dorsey's first tweet or yeah, something like that. exactly. Yeah. What Yats have done is they basically made an NFT out of emojis. So you can basically own an emoji. For example, you could own, like, uh, you could own, I, if you go to my Twitter profile, you'll see that I own Apple, Apple, Apple. So three apples in a row. Okay. And okay. If you, okay. you'll be able to type in Apple, 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 for example, into the Brave browser. And what it'll do, it'll go to my, it'll go to my, my page. So it's, it's like a mix of a domain name, a, a, a crypto address, or an email address, right? And all these things will, will, will resolve in the back end. And what's amazing is they've sold, tens of thousands of these things, tons of them, right? Uh, to, to tens of thousands of different people, right? And uh, uh, the, we're, we're going to partner with them. We're, we're actually launching a Zebra token. We're really excited about this. Uh, uh, this is going to be a, a Zebra emoji, right? And the idea behind the Zebra token is the more Zebras you have, the, 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 the more value you're going to get, right? We'd li- actually, I'd love for you to test it out, man. You, you know, so the idea here is that like, if we can build like an NFT with some, some unique, let's say, utility value to it, uh, uh, there's a lot of cool things, right? So example, you have zebra, heart, zebra, heart, zebra, like a five-letter uh, uh, emoji username with, you know, with uh, your alternating zebras and hearts. This would be, this would be like your ID now. Like they, they, someone could, I could send you Bitcoin to zebra, heart, zebra, heart, right? And it, it can be Bitcoin, Ether, whatever. But what's also cool is you could actually make that your username and, and it's, it, it's uh, censorship resistant. So uh, uh, in the long run, I, I think people will eventually make, you know, um, uh, uh, this will be, this will be like a really cool way for self, for, for online identity.
And Zepay is actually one of the launch customers for this thing called Yat. We, we plan on integrating it into our NFT platform uh, uh, and allowing users, we want to allow our users to, to buy high quality NFTs like this. So can you have a fractional ownership of NFTs also? Like uh, say a, a digital art which got sold through NFT, can, can there be fractional ownership of that? Yeah. That, that is also like same as Bitcoin only, right? Yeah, It's, it's like a blockchain uh, contract okay for example you, you know so, um, uh, there's a really famous thing called crypto punks they're actually probably some of the most famous nfts that are out there uh you, you can you can kind of sense wrap them up and you can fractionalize them so a, a normal crypto punk costs now i'm not called forty thousand dollars or fifty thousand dollars right just like a bitcoin see uh, uh you technically can't you, you can technically only own one full crypto punk but the cool thing about fractionalization is you can own like a piece of it and that, that's what's happening people are people are buying pieces of art in a sense and uh, so, do you plan to uh, make this available also in Zep? Yeah, yeah. Like, so we're working. With, we're working with a really cool team right now. Uh, uh, we're incubating a, a team to figure out how we can, you know, uh, uh, help artists, creators, and all of the above like move into the space. If there's one takeaway from this conversation, then it's this: Don't wait to invest in cryptocurrency. Head on to zeppay.com and start investing now you like the founder thesis podcast then do check out our other shows on subjects like marketing technology career advice books and drama visit the podium.in that is t h e p o d i u m . i n for a complete list of all our shows this episode of founder thesis podcast is brought to you by long haul ventures long haul ventures is the long haul partner for founders and startups that are building for the long haul more about them is at www.longhaulventures.com